Kia ora! Welcome back to another wonderful episode of Movies, Music and Madness. I'm your host, Glenn, and I'm joined tonight by, um, well, let's, let, let's hear them introduce themselves. From Taranaki, we've got Ian. Hi, my name's Ian. Marvellous. Thank you, Ian. And down into Wellington and the CBD, we've got Martin. I'm not French. No, you're not. But yes, that is correct. And just a little bit to the north, it's David Chan. Hey, David. I like long walks on beaches. <laughs> it's not Tinder. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, it, uh, I'm uh, right. Like it is. It's you three. I'm going to choose out of you three. <laughs> swipe quick. Quick, right. swipe that one. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're looking back at 2010, and we've already introduced the madness section of our episode. So now we're going to have a look at some of the albums. Now, if you remember from last time, we looked at some films, some masterful films of what to look for for 2010, and things not to find as well. So let's hope we find some really cool records that we all enjoyed from 2010 or around that time. If David can't find one, and then um, we'll, we'll, let's let's have a listen. So I'm going to start off with aforementioned David Chan. What did you find for us, David? So I went for Kiwi, but a Kiwiness here. This group um, is called the Naked and Famous. I remember them. They yeah, they've been around. They still are around, but they formed in 2007 at uh, some New Zealand School of Music type gig. Um, Thorn Powers. What a cool name. Thorn Powers. Thorn with an M. Thorn Powers. Mm -hmm. And this is the one I'm going to stuff up. Alyssa Zaylith. X-A-Y-A-L-I-T-H. Zaylith, I think. Um, Sorry, Alyssa, if I've got that wrong. Uh, They... They originally worked from their uh, home studio and posted their tracks on MySpace. Oh, I remember that MySpace. It, it? That dates it did, a bit. Did anyone have a MySpace account? The reason I'm in New Zealand was MySpace. Can you tell a story about it? Um, oh, long story short, but um, I met my, <laughs> my wife on MySpace. Woo! There you go. Beautiful. <laughs> And then flew all the way around the world to here. Well, and Ian, Ian did yeah. you have one? Yeah, I had a MySpace account. Yep. So this group uh, put out their debut studio album in 2010 called Passive Me, Aggressive You. Oh, um, yeah. And it featured the hit single Young Blood, mm. um, which topped the New Zealand singles charts, um, did really well overseas. It won our APRA Silver Scroll Award in 2010 um, did really well in the US um, and the band toured and they toured for many, many years as a, um, it's an electronic setup. So you've got uh, the lead vocalist is Alyssa. You've got Thorn Powers uh, on uh, lead guitar. And then you've got um, a whole lot of keyboardists. It's his real name, Thorn Powers. Thorn Powers. I mean, no. what a name. There are, they were an item. They dated for about five, six years and then stopped the romantic shenanigans and but carried on writing music together. And they're still together um, as um, 
Uh, in fact, they're the only ones in the band. It's a it's a du- duo, duet. I'm not looking at my screen because you guys are going to put me off. Uh, <laughs> Naked and Famous. The name comes from a song called Tricky Kid by English, English musician Tricky. The line goes, everyone wants to be naked and famous. Struck a chord with these two and they decided to name the band. The rest is history. Here's the first awesome. track. Here's the first track I'm going to put on. You'll know it. It's called Punching in a Dream. It's got an amazing intro. Um, it's just a great song. And and the astounding thing about this band or this singer, she sounds exactly the same, if not better, live. in a dream it's a very catchy poppy tune what do you think yeah i remember it it's good it looks sound quite, so much fun to go and be a part of a crowd jumping up and down yeah. Just quite retro sounding quite a retro I've got sound disco eh? um offbeat mm. thing that disco thing going right in terms of the synthy thing yep yeah, yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a 90s thing in it as well though it's got a mm. bit of like mm. elastica or somebody like that mm. one of those kind of bands in there yeah okay so help me with this one guys this is the second track um called eyes when i give the signal can someone please tell me where this melody comes from because i know they've copied it from somewhere yeah i can't put my finger on i'm going where have i heard this before so have a listen to eyes and i'll give you this the cue when i'm referring to it's just after the intro here we go it's called eyes It's an 80s one. It's an 80s one, isn't it? Da, 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 da. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. 
Okay. Is it Human uh, League or somebody like that? I think it might be. Dun, dun, dun. It's just that chord progression, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's been doing my head. I do like that song. I really love that, but I'm like, that is a, that's harking back to something in my past. I know that. Mm, mm. Cheeky, so, t- tap, so it taps into some sort of nostalgic thing, but yeah. with a nice modern twist. Anyhow, yeah. that is um, Eyes by uh, Naked and Famous from Passive Me. Aggressive You. Last fun fact, Martin will know this or remember this from last year when we went up to see COVID Ian and Taranaki. We went record <laughs> shopping for, I went record shopping at least for this record, um, which was a bit dumb actually because it came out in 2010 and the second hand copies of this sell for 600 bucks. Good God. Yeah. Yeah. And I went to the guy at your, your man in Taranaki from Final Countdown mm-hmm. and he just laughed at me. He just laughed at me. Um, he does that to everybody. He just laughs at that, everybody. But that's what a good record shop owner should do in some way. Yeah. Just so laugh at people. I mean, these guys, <laughs> I'm not sure why it's so expensive. I do know because obviously demand and supply, but it's not like they're that well known, I would have thought. But yeah, it's extremely expensive to, to buy a used copy of this, of this record on vinyl. Yeah. Anyway, I'll keep looking. Fabulous. Okay, right. let's Thank move you. on. Let, let in. What have you got for us? I struggled with 2010. I have spent so much time trying to find an album. It's not even funny. Uh, and I almost That's... gave up all hope. Yeah. And this is a story of <clears throat> the beauty of music. So somebody... Uh, suggested an album to me and I went ah oh, yeah I remember them and then I listened to the album and after hours and hours of listening to shit I was like oh this is this is great yes thank you very much so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to blast straight in with I think this was the big hit off the album just see if you guys remember this bad boy from 2010 That song was everywhere. It was everywhere. Who was it? Yeah. It's the band's called Train. And the album's called Save Me San Francisco. That's the Golden Gate edition. So it's got a few few extra little tasty bits on the end, including mm-hmm. that version of Hey Soul Sister, which is like a country mix. Oh, hey Soul um, and they had a big hit with Drops of Jupiter. You remember that song? Yes. That hey yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, great tune. But, um, yeah, I, I've never heard this album, um, Save Me San Francisco. And what a little gem of an album. That's, that's probably like the poppiest song on it, which is pretty, I'd say, typical 2000 sort of 10s sort of sound, right? Um, 
Let's have a look here. What does it say on on uh, on the old Google? It was label under Columbia Records. Um, it was a fourth studio album. Um, it's got a really uh, good selection of songs on there as well. So the next song I'm going to play now is uh, Save Me San Francisco. That was the album title. And I just really love the sound of this. Check this out. Because they had a, they were massive with the drops of Jupiter, but it sort of fell off mm. the, fell off the charts, right? As as so often happens. But this album, they really, um, they really just wanted to. He says here they just wanted to get back together. Uh, they wanted to bring the band's kind of excitement back in the band, and not for making hits. And uh, it just it definitely shows through the album. The, it's quite yeah, it's quite obscure. There's a bit of pop in there for the catchy stuff, but I don't think that's the market they've sort of gone for. Yeah, they've been a, they've been around a while. Um, yeah, and that the band had got back together. They're all they decided to live together in San Francisco to get the feel of it. So I just kind of I like that backstory as well that goes with the album, you know. Um, and the last song I'd like to choose, which I think is just. I mean, this shows you how sort of diverse it is. This uh, is a lovely song, and the song's called Marry Me. Love has surely shifted my way. Marry me. Today and every day. The nerve to say hello in this cafe Say you will mm. Say you will mm. Together can never be close enough Yeah, that surprised you, didn't it? Mm. And, um, it's a bit reminiscent of the, um, for me, that band. Do you remember the... Um, the plain white tees and they had that song hey there delilah yeah yep which is yeah. it was that a one-hit wonder Ooh, quite possibly man yeah. yeah 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 but uh he's got a good a, voice and he really suits that acoustic uh, sort of stuff you just had on there yeah it's, it's a it's well. a cracking album i think if you've yeah. if you've if you remember that song drops of jupiter mm-hmm. and you've never owned one of their albums I don't know if I'd buy the album, but I would definitely have it on a Spotify. And for yeah, I think definitely a Sunday, Sunday afternoony vibes. Train is the name of the band. Save me, San Francisco. Yeah. Um, that's the Golden Gate edition uh, that I was listening to. It's it's really good. We're definitely worth a listen. And thank you for the recommendation. Mm. Brilliant. All right, over to you, Martin. So about. 
three or four years ago, um, a friend of mine got me into a band called Cigarettes After Sex. It kind of led me down a rabbit hole of discovering artists that were dream pop, um, and I got into bands like Slow Dive and oh yeah 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 some some cool stuff, and then um and then I by accident I can I found this band who um I just love to death now uh, a band called Beach House. Oh, nice. Good choice. And the album's called Teen Dream. Yeah, um, I remember this album. And I'll, I'll put it in context for you because it did exactly what it was supposed to do for me on Sunday. As I was sat on the sofa listening to it and I fell asleep. So, <laughs> so it was like spot on. So that normally to happens to, to me on morning. Sunday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's just... It's one of those albums which is just like a cacophony of sound. It just like washes over you. And again, like if you do it with headphones on it, it's like the, the effects multiply. It just becomes this huge kind of... And, and, there are band, and there are band that's just gone on to better and better things since that album as well. Um, yeah, they're still going and going strong too. Yeah. Uh, so the first track I have for you tonight is... Um, it's the second track on the album, and it's called Silver Soul, uh, and it sounds a bit like this. So that kind of like really close harmony thing, um, that's definitely a trademark of theirs. Um, I was reading a little bit about the recording of the album and it, it nearly um, bankrupted them actually. They got very close to being completely broke after recording it because it cost so bloody much. Um, but one thing they said about it was um, on the previous record, they'd like really gone to town with like the reverb thing and it was just like cacophony of reverb kind of thing. And on this mm. one, they said they actually used very little reverb on this album. So... I think that's like, you know, on a scale of like what their definition of like very little reverb yeah, is <laughs> compared to everybody on the, else. On the drums, yeah. As soon as yeah. that drum and that bass, that rhythm section kicks in, it's like, whoa, it's, you can hear it. And if mm. that's dialed back, Jesus. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> kind of what I thought, yeah. Uh, so the next one I got for you is called Walk in the Park. Uh, and I think this is my favourite one on the album. I, 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 this has just got some glorious stuff going on in it. Uh, and it gets like this.
Um, yeah, what I really love about this band is they're not in a hurry to get anywhere. <laughs> I, I totally <laughs> just, agree. They'll just take the sweet time Clearly. and the story to tell. And, and you ask. know what? So, and that's kind of refreshing after yeah. in a world where everything is like bam, 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 bam. This is there's space and it feels nice. In fact, one of their songs off I think an album came after is called The Space Song. Um, on an album called Depression Cherry, and it's I adore that song absolutely. It is it is what it is. Feels like it's taking you in this sort of inner space. Just trying uh, to put put my finger on the sound of that drum machine. It, it sounds like a is it a Roland TR seven oh seven oh six oh six or something? That real yeah, yeah, I've had one. I've had one of those. It definitely sounds... sounds like one of the Rollins. It could be like that, or an eight or eight or something. But yeah, it's it's got that. Yeah, it's just one of those sounds, right? Um, uh, am I going to play a little bit of the last one? Yeah, go for one it. More? All right. Um, this one I really like as well. It's called Ten Mile Stereo, and for me, it, you know, this could go on our um, on our road trip tape. I think. Um, mm. It's just don't fall asleep at the wheel. All the way up to Gisborne. <laughs> <laughs> drum on that it almost sounds like it's going backwards i don't know something about the compression in it or something the way they, they've kind of mixed it in but it just it sounds like it's as opposed to <laughs> something really cool about that uh it's quite yeah hypnotic kind of thing going on yeah um and yeah you know again it's a great sunday morning album it's just one of those yeah coffee and contemplation albums hypnotic i think is a good description for that yeah yeah dream. i agree dream, dream pop totally dream pop yeah yeah so that was me yeah beach house teen dream fabulous nice. um the next one is i've got an album um who i actually saw this band and i got to see them on a bill with beach house and the same same gig um so that was pretty fun. The band I saw was called Deer Hunter, and they had an album called Halcyon Digest um, from 2010. It was their fifth album. Um, and I really loved the description that Pitchfork wrote for it because it's, you know, how David sort of read out something in the previous episode. Um, this one here, uh, it was quite entertaining. 
Um, Halcyon Digest is a record about the joy of music discovery, the thrill of listening for the first time to a potential future favourite, and that sense of boundless possibility when you're still innocent of indie mainstream politics and your personal canon is far from set. Wow. Um, very sort of bizarre. What does that even mean? I don't entirely know. <laughs> All I know is this record is really good. Um, and yeah, exactly. But typical pitchfork, overly um, making a bit excitement over something, but it is a very, very good album. Yeah. Um, and it does have those elements of sort of that nostalgic thing there, but not can't work out what the nostalgic element is. It's sort of, it's got, it's got its own thing. So let's play a couple of songs from this album here. Right, the first song I'm going to play is called Revival. Yeah, so that's um, Revival, and a lot of the songs are different. It's a whole range of different sort of styles that come through, um, and it's definitely on that sort of indie pop, indie sort of alternative element. Um, and the album contains probably one of my all-time favourite songs. It's not often that you put find an album and it's got a song that absolutely connects with you. Um and this song is called Desire Lines, and it's close on seven minutes, and two-thirds of it is basically the outro, um, a guitar sort of outro. But it's not guitar solo, solo, solo. It's just this long, steady outro, which is slightly hypnotic. So this is Desire Lines.
So there's something about it that's slightly nostalgic. That riff sounds really familiar again. It it does. And I can't put my finger on what it is. Um but it just feels so well, you've connected. Got, you got jangly guitar in the background, like yeah. You can hear that. And then you got the drone of his very monotonous voice. Sort of in his sort of elongating all of his words. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like this. But then from... you've got that really lively guitar in the background. I like the juxtaposition of that. It is, and, and sort of this reflecting back on something that's gone, but still looking for something. And oh, I haven't really thought much about the words because it's the music that hooks me most with this song. Um, and I kind of just about put it on just about every playlist I make for in the car or something because I just... I just love it to bits. It's become a top 10 classic for me, eh? Are they um, from I'll, Atlanta, Georgia? I believe so, yeah. Am I looking at the right band here? Dear yeah, I th- yeah, yeah, I think so. Rock. Yeah, that's yeah. them. So the outro, the outro is really cool. Um, mm. It just sort of builds and builds and goes nowhere, but awesome. Nowhere. So they, see I, they, were, they paired up with Martin's crew, sort of similar yeah, kind of genre. Yeah, absolutely. So I got to see them with um, another band from that time, um, Yeesayer as well. So it was at a, um, an indie sort of was showcase um, called Laneways here in Wellington. And it was brilliant seeing all these sort of, um, sort of new bands um, doing their stuff, eh? Um, so... Definitely check out the album. I think it's eclectic and interesting, and it also includes one of my all-time fave songs on it, which was um, Desire Lines. Um, and it obviously, doing snippets of it here doesn't really do it justice. But chuck it on loud, and it's awesome. Yeah. Ambient punk is how they describe themselves. Yeah, good, good for there, them. Eh? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, good mm. for them. Yeah, so um, I, I, yeah, I don't know any of their other albums. They're quite good as well, but that one there I, I loved. And particularly mm. for that one song, I'll just keep keep playing it over and over. Every time, I never get sick of it. I don't know what, it's, what it is, but we've all got songs like that. Yeah. Yeah, nice. But, all right, something to mm. check out during the week anyway, everybody. Mm. Sweet, 2010. It's a wrap. We've done it. We did it. Yeah. And we, yeah. And we did it with honor and integrity. And some panache. <laughs> Not like panache my movie choice, well. which was about three months over. I think it the, sound um, like some off. sort of anyway, sound like a battle. <laughs> For David, <laughs> it does later, sound these it these more recent years, and I count 2010 as recent in the context of the normal shit I listen to. <laughs> Well, well, 
Well, I thoroughly liked it. I thought it was um, a really interesting musical year. So, yeah. I found it uh, exploring for stuff that was, for me, 2009, there was so much stuff that I loved came out then. Oh, just really? That, just that one year diff. Quite mm. a big diff. Wow. Well, and I was, looking at stuff, for- I was looking at stuff like acid jazz albums, mm. um, all sorts of stuff. Well, let's tune in for 2009. That sounds like a great place to start one day. I thought we've done it, haven't we? Look, we'll go back and have a listen to 2009 (laughs) because I can't remember it. True. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Hope you have a really great week. Thanks, mate. See you guys. Thanks, man. Thank you. Please welcome the Naked and Famous. (laughs) 